Welcome to Let's Talk About Self-Esteem. I am your host, Marion Davis, President of Self-Esteem Boston. Today, we're going to talk about living consciously. But before we do that, I would like to introduce to you my co-host today, who happens to be Evelyn Murphy. Evelyn Murphy is the former Lieutenant Governor of Massachusetts and President of the Wage Project. Welcome to the screen. Hey, Ev. Hi, Marion. Thank you. <laughs> nice to be with you today. Real yes, free. thank you. Thank you. And um, we have, we're, we're going to be seeing, we're going to be talking to one of the icons of the world today. Um, Gloria Steinem is here. And I'm going to introduce Gloria. Um, I would like to uh, say that um, this is this is real honor, Gloria, that you're taking the time to be here with us. Um, you know, doing doing what we're doing. So just say that Gloria Steinem is a writer, a lecturer, a political activist, and feminist organizer. My mother would be like crazy if she was still alive. She heard that word feminist. Oh my God, she used to talk about you. She's an American activist. <laughs> She also contributes to feminism internationally as a writer, a lecturer, an organizer, and a media spokeswoman on the issues of equality. And it's okay if I mention your age? Of course. Yes. Okay. yes of course. I, you know, I, at the age of 88, she continues her work towards a more just world through her support of both seasoned and budding activists and organizations such as the Women's Media Center the ERA Coalition, Equality Now, Self-Esteem Boston, oops, I don't know how that get in there. And she is the co-founder of Ms. Magazine, uh, Evelyn, let's welcome Gloria Steinem to our virtual stage. Thank you, Gloria. Thank you so much. <laughs> well, we, um, we're, we're doing the project. But this is the next thing, great. Yeah, we were doing this project with the six elements of what we think are six elements of self-esteem. And uh, when we called your office, uh, you know, whoever whoever answered the phone said, oh, I think she would like to talk about living with consciousness. And I said, no, no, living consciously. So, um, <laughs> so um, you know, if that's okay, we could get started to talk about it. Also, I wanted to let you know that Kitty Colbert says hello. Oh, oh, please. Don't ask how I know. It was, yeah. (laughs) So um, I have, like I was telling everybody, we have a shrine here of all your stuff. We have uh, the book, the old book. And we have the little poster where you talk about self-esteem. And, you know, we're all all set to go here. We we know that you know something about self-esteem. And Evelyn read your book. And um, it, it's really what what I read of it. It's really an excellent book, very different than Nathaniel Brandon. Yeah. Um, yes. So, if you wouldn't mind starting and you know telling us what your definition of self esteem is, that would be great. Self esteem is uh, the art of seeing oneself as seriously or as uh, humorously or <laughs> uh, 
as as much as anyone else. I think that women especially or groups that any group that has not been equal in the going hierarchy, we have been taught to see others as more important than ourselves. And it's very helpful to the very spirit and content of democracy if we just understand that we're not more important than anybody else, but we're not less important either. Well, sorry, as, as Marion said, I, I read the book, the Revolution from Within, you say a book of self-esteem, and not for, but of, and, and you're a journalist, so you look at words and use them very carefully. I'd be very interested in, in why you wrote the book, what you, what you wanted people to gain or understand from reading Revolution, and what you've heard from people who have read it that either confirm your intent or, or just the reaction that, that people have had to your book. It was more than toward the beginning of the great social justice movement against race, uh, discrimination, discrimination based on sex, you know, all the social justice movements. So we were more directed towards combating external barriers and hadn't really looked at the internal ones. It's as if uh, our, our souls, our psyches, our sense of ourselves were, had been uh, like a garden that grew up in a shadow. So some parts of the garden were uh, more blooming than other parts. And this was an effort to bring all of us and all our internal selves into the sun. Which seems to me to be as relevant today as it was decades ago when you wrote the book, don't you think? Yes, no, no, this is, yes. <laughs> yes, no, it's, it's been a long time. And it was not, um, self-esteem was not a very popular word at the time because we were so focused and directed on external barriers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's, a, that's a good point because I know that um, when, when we started Self-Esteem Boston Educational Institute to help to work, especially with women who are in recovery, people, people were telling us that, that, that self-esteem is passe. It's no longer important. People don't care about it. They just, everybody, you know, you just tell your kids they, that they're wonderful, even if they've done something bad and it's okay. And, you know, we say, well, it's coming back again. So we'll, we'll, when it comes back again, we'll hop on again. But you know, the idea of also we need to tell our kids when they've done something bad. I mean, it's <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. It makes sense in, the, in its origins, that idea. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you have extreme esteem? How do you measure success? I choose to be conscious about not using drugs and alcohol. I fill my life with purpose by helping others. I'm here to live up to my own expectations. I live by values I respect. I am responsible for my own happiness. I love and accept myself exactly as I am. If you want to learn more on how to achieve extreme esteem and personal success, selfesteemboston.com. I live with the intention to thrive in my life by exercising regularly, eating healthy, managing my stress, not misusing alcohol, and working to have positive relationships. So, um, 
what does living consciously um, mean to you? And um, do you practice this in your everyday life? Uh, you know, I think we are not uh, 100% consistent human beings, right? So our consciousness, our attention changes, ebbs and flows. But it is fundamentally just the um, understanding that we count, which leads to activism, actually, because if we don't believe we count, we have no motive for for being an, an activist. Uh, so if, whether it's a little child uh, saying, as I find children all over the world <laughs> say in some way or another, you are not the boss of me, right? <laughs> Which is uh, a very healthy statement. Uh, or whether it is a person who has been discounted because of race or gender or class, in order to see the potential of democracy, we have to be able to imagine ourselves, uh, at least imagine as equal in order to become equal. Imagination often comes before changing reality. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. What, so what are you doing these days? Are you, are you uh, writing, uh, reading? And, I mean, I no, listen, I should be writing much more if my editor would be glad to tell you. But there seems to be, uh, a, a, there's a lot of organizing that goes on online. Um, there are organizations that I'm part of uh, mm -hmm. that I care about and try to raise money and, and support for. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, it's the difference, the main difference in my life and in the, my past life is traveling. Pre-COVID, I was on the plane all the time. Uh, Post-COVID, I was living for a year in California on a ranch. Then I came home and now I am much more, although I have talking circles in my living room, uh, oh, which wow. great, you know, to, to smaller groups so we really can talk to each other. And this way of talking to you as, as we are now, I'm not traveling as much. Um, well, it seems to get things done, Evelyn. So, so before, as, as, as you think about the development of your concept of self-esteem and its relationship to power, to society, to causes that you've been so active in, how, how is it? Has your concept changed or evolved over time as you've learned more about yourself, how you impact or affect change and reform in society? Do you now have a different sense of living consciously and your self-esteem than you had when you wrote the book? Well, yes, it changes, it changes with our experience uh, and with the external times. I always thought of myself as a writer, but part of the reason that I was a writer was so I didn't have to talk. Then in the 70s, <laughs> when, uh, there was a kind of demand for movement speakers uh, and activists to travel. I realized I could not possibly do it by myself since, you know, I was terrified of speaking in public. 
So I asked Florence Kennedy, is that a name that means something to you, the great civil rights lawyer, uh, uh, if we could travel together. And that was very helpful because that companionship, and she, of course, was completely at ease speaking anywhere. (laughs) Uh, And also because I happened to be white and she happened to be black, it turned out to be a good thing that we were traveling together. Our audiences were much more diverse than they would have been for either one of us on our own. Mm -hmm. And it was, um, uh, it was, you know, it just turned out to be an even more meaningful way of proceeding than I thought. But meantime, she gave me confidence because I knew if I completely uh, froze and didn't know what I wanted to say, the flow, the irresistible, (laughs) would be right there. (laughs) We all need somebody like that beside us. That's right. (laughs) That's right. Give us a little, a little nudge. So, um, I don't know if I'm if I'm repeating what Evelyn said earlier, but why? Why self-esteem? I mean, why did you write a book about self-esteem? Why were you so interested in self-esteem? Well, you know, I, I think that the fem- female human beings are often taught that they are not as important as others. And when that is internalized, it becomes a force against democracy. So if we are to contend with that, we need to start or at least include the consciousness within ourselves so that we think of ourselves as having democratic power. So living consciously, what does that mean? What does that mean or what has it meant to you and what does it mean to you now? I think it it means different things at different times, right? But um, it is sometimes just in the morning taking stock of your day. Uh, It's sometimes when you're in a group of people considering the pattern of democracy in the speech is only one group or kind of person speaking while the others listen uh, is this is the talk itself <laughs> uh, democratic or and and gives everyone an equal chance it's it, democracy is a concept as well as a political system so as you look over your life and you, all the experiences, the vast experiences you've had in, in public life, in leadership roles, has your sense of your own self-esteem changed, evolved from those experiences? Well, it's, it's changed, it's changed in, a, in a kind of continuous way because I, do, am, I am more likely to understand that democracy is not just a national political system. It's a lived reality uh, at dining room tables, of families, of meetings in our living rooms, uh, of um, classrooms. I mean, for instance, I noticed that uh, as I've gone around to campuses over the years, just putting the chairs in a room in a circle instead of in a hierarchy makes a huge difference. I mean, it's, you know, it's amazing, but it does. Oops, Gloria, you are right about that now. I mean, the whole sense of democracy, as you say, and in living rooms and, and in various senses. Mm-hmm. It's particularly timely. It's worth another book, you know? 
And also important for families. I mean, again, we only know we have something to say when somebody listens. So uh, for our children uh, to understand they're important, we have to listen to them. Mm -hmm. and, and not condone everything that they do as, as good. No, honestly, no. Yeah, no, I mean, if something is right, as, as we should not in ourselves, but we have to listen to find out. So, so how do you get to the people who, who are sort of step back from this and say, you know, I don't need to have self-esteem. I don't, I, don't, I don't need to be listening to other people. How do you turn them into understanding that their own sense of worth or consciousness is an asset and the sort of negativism of sort of saying, I've gotten along fine all of my life without having much of a sense of myself, much self-esteem, but just being negative. How do we move those people? Because well, you may not, you may not help be heard by those people. I mean, they may take uh, something in their own lives uh, for them to feel either more confident or less in control of other people. You know, it's not, uh, it's not within our power to change people who don't want to be changed. Self-Esteem's Boston new online training centers are for everyone. Learn to use self-esteem skills in your work and in your own life. Learn self-esteem, goal setting, stress management, job readiness, wellness, and more. Online self-directed courses in English and in Spanish. This program will help you to grow and thrive. When you truly believe in yourself, the possibilities for your life are endless. To learn more, www.selfesteemboston.com. I mean, is, you know, self-esteem can be translated and understood in global and international situations. Uh, it's often you, what you might call a lack of self-esteem of the nation that makes the nation aggressive, that they think that if they conquer, they will be great. Um, so it's not inapplicable to big international situations. But there is such a thing as power, control of resources, control of territory, uh, that combating it does not just depend on self-esteem. Mm -hmm. and, and what about how, what about your how you feel about yourself? Um, do you feel that you have good self-esteem, or do you feel that you know you could do some work? Or I mean, it's. A lot of people say that. I don't think of it in those terms uh, that exactly. I think of it, and probably we all think of it with more specificity. You, you know, this particular thing that I'm doing is good, or I could do it better. Um, it, it's, uh, you know, what I try to remember now is different. For instance, I'm 88 years old. I try to re remind myself, wait a minute, you know, <laughs> I'm already <laughs> beyond the statistical average of, of uh, how, how, how long we live. Uh, so, you know, not so bad as if I bear that in mind, because after all, we're each part of a continuum. Yeah, that's, um, that's, that's it. That's a long. That's a long time to be on the planet and accomplish everything that you've accomplished. Is pretty amazing. Do you sit back and think about that at, at times, or? 
No, I mean, I'm, I'm much more likely uh, to live in the moment and think, or in the day at least, what do I have to do today? What's, um, mm -hmm. you know, it's, 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 we, we don't think of ourselves in history all the time, but occasionally. <laughs> so, so as you look ahead, um, what kind of advice, thoughts do you have, people who might watch this, in terms of their own engagement with life, their own self-esteem, and, and how they face democracy and the other challenges of our times? What kind of advice do you have for them? Well, mostly I would say don't listen to my advice. Listen to yourself, you know, because <laughs> you know things I don't know. You know the situation that, that you are in. And maybe there are just guidelines. You know, if you, uh, in your family, do you feel uh, that each member is, including yourself, is able to speak up and make their opinions or needs known? Uh, do you feel uh, in your class or your racial group uh, or your neighborhood, you know, that that you you are heard and have um, some impact on on the greater group is it is your self-esteem is a necessity of democracy so that could be a new way of marketing what we do uh i don't know about the term marketing because i don't think we're selling <laughs> but uh, i think language is uh, our um added value to self-understanding uh, in addition to other animals. And so it's important to take advantage of it. So do you think that if, in using the speaking about the um, um, living consciously, if somebody has a hard time just looking at reality, can they still learn to live consciously, you think? Uh, well, I don't know. I mean, we, we'd have to look at this. Uh, we'd have to know about the individual situation, right? Mm -hmm. But um, suppose, okay, suppose there is a family that is still very patriarchal. This is not a place where you learn democracy. So it's important for both parents and for men as well, <laughs> as, well as women to understand the importance of listening as well as speaking. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, Ev, do you have any other words of wisdom or no, questions? Well, no, it's, it's, it's what's valuable, Gloria, about what you're saying is that it does start with the individual, and it's, it's different for all of us based on who we yeah. are, what our experiences have been, and that there aren't easy prescriptions. Yeah. Um, but, but the interaction between our self-esteem and democracy is a very powerful message here. So uh, I, I think how you described it and the essence of it is, is a very important lesson for all of us. Thank you. Also, there's a, there's a, what you might call a visual part of it. You know, if we're in a group, if we're consistently in groups that look absolutely nothing like the country, yeah. these groups are probably not democratic. Yes. Like this group. <laughs> well, no, it's fine to have a discussion. I mean, we're three old white women here talking. That's okay. <laughs> but we're not Congress. About our hair, worried about our hair. 
I know. You know, I have to say when, when, when you did that, I, I saw my mother, my mother was the, was quiet. She was very kind of shy. And, um, I remember when she was going to go somewhere with a friend of hers or something. And she mentioned the fact that she couldn't go there because her hair wasn't fancy looking like her. <laughs> but I think that's really it. Her hair is really women's self-esteem. <laughs> well, appearance in general is, I mean, is much yeah, that's too, a whole body more likely to be part of our self, too, too much part of our self-esteem compared to male human beings. Yeah. Yeah. We talked to a woman yesterday who talked about self, self-image and, and self-esteem and it is, it is, it is linked for sure. Um, well, and unless um, unless you have any other words of wisdom for us, we um, we can. Uh, well, I don't. I don't know that I have words of wisdom for you. I love seeing bo- both of you right now. I wish I could see everybody in our audience. Um, but I also as as great as technology is, <laughs> I just want to remind us that we are only truly able to know what someone else is feeling when we are physically together with all five senses. It's apparently only then that we release the oxytocin, which is the um, chemical. I don't even know if it's a chemical or not. I mean, you've been interviewed quite a bit in the past few months. Um, of what's going on in the country and everything is I said, look, here she is. She's going to be on our show. <laughs> <laughs> so I just want to tell you how much we appreciate your time and your, and your, um, thank you for telling us that you like seeing us because <laughs> we, we, have, we haven't really been in, in any room lately, except our own. <laughs> right. Right. Well, I hope, I hope that soon we're in the same room. Yeah, thank you. We're, we're um, you that may happen. You know, when we finish this, uh, we finish doing the the taping. We have actually two more people tomorrow to tape, and then we'll be, you know, making it happen. And the idea is to um, get the information out to whoever really wants to hear about it, self esteem in, in small bites, so that they understand. Um, mm-hmm. Who knows where it'll be? But we're hoping to get a response of some mm-hmm. kind. But. No, and I think it's much better uh, understood now because when I wrote Revolution from Within, a book of self-esteem, uh, yep. the reviewers, some of the reviewers kind of, you know, made fun of the idea of self-esteem. What's what's that about? Yeah, well, they probably... A larger thank you, Gloria, for, for all you've done for women, for our society. No, thank you. I feel... I feel very lucky to be able to do what I love. Yeah, that's key. That that's um purpose in life, and that's a whole other. So we'll come back to interview you on that one. <laughs> Thank you very much for your time Thank and energy, you. and we will keep you informed about where the project is at because we'd love for you to see it. Great. Yes, I would like that. Thank you. Okay. Thanks to everyone for being on our show. And thanks to you, our audience. Remember, when someone wants to talk to you about the weather or politics or whatever, you can now say, let's talk about self-esteem.